It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome back to Oz's Business on this Friday afternoon. Great to have your company for the call. Two experts. Um, running their eye over 10 stocks suggested by you. We do it all in one hour on this 10th of March. Uh, let's get to the panel. And boy, they are so excited. They're spitzing <laughs> at the moment. Adam Dawes from Shoreham Partners. Thank you. It's good uh, Mark to be here. Garner from Macro. Good afternoon. Uh, good to see you. A lot to get through today. Let's get straight into it. Stock of the day. Uh, no, let's do the, the first five stocks that we're going to do this half hour. BHP, West Farmers, NAB, Woolworths, Resmed. Heavy hitters today. Oh, that's why we half like half it. That's why we like it. All big caps. Uh, and stock of the day is a big cap as well. Transurban, the big infrastructure group, uh, will terminate the $6 billion Maryland Express Lanes project after uh, Accelerate Maryland Partners elected not to proceed with the North American development. AM Partners, comprised of Transurban Macquarie Capital, was selected in February 2021 as the developers to advance pre-development work in phase one of the project. 60 k's of new express lanes and a new American Legion bridge in the greater Washington area. Transurban, of course, a big toll road operator, not just here in Australia, but the US. Um, market seemed to like that announcement, Dawson. Yeah, um, yeah. Well, less capex, I yep. guess. So that's beneficial. Uh, yeah. For I guess what the market's thinking. I think Transurban definitely needs to expand into other areas. You know, they've pretty much got Melbourne, Sydney, Brisbane mm-hmm. all sewn up. Yep. Uh, and they do a fantastic job of basically when the government builds these things, they come in and swoop in and take it for yep. a cents in the dollar and then make it run for the the ninety nine year lease or or whatever. So. I'm really comfortable with Transurban. Uh, obviously, the debt profile gets a lot of people concerned. And yes, you need to be careful of that debt profile because that debt does uh, does play a big part in Transurban's overall business. But they've got that debt rolling over. You know, in if you look at there's a bar chart that they produce in their in their uh, year in their quarterlies that shows when the debt starts to mature, and it's really running out for another ten to fifteen years. So right. it, it's not one hit everything gets rolled over these guys are rolling these on a regular basis and potentially rolling them from a very high or higher interest rate than where we are at the moment to a to a lower interest rate over the last 10 years so that's going to be a real positive for transurban as well just looking at the chart it does look a little bit toppy up here and you can see that it sort of always yeah. comes up to that 14 dollar level 14.50 and then comes back so I'd be cautious up here. I wouldn't be putting any fresh money. $12.50 would be the buy level for me. If you look at it, it does trade in a really nice range of sort of 12 So would you take profits? I'm a holder of Transurban. Right. I think it's a fantastic business. 
Uh, toll roads, they can increase their prices within CPI every year with the government, yeah. but then also they're allowed to increase it again outside of CPI. Ah. So we want to have a business that can raise prices, especially with higher inflation, and Transurban definitely sits in there with this one. So it's a core portfolio holding for me. It's defensive utilities. Yeah, I like it, but at twelve fifty would be my buying price. Okay, but hold if you're already in it. Yeah, absolutely. No need to take profits. No need to take profits. Yeah, look, yeah, Transurban is yeah, good, good by us. I mean, we're fairly defensive at the moment. Um, so, you know, anything infrastructure, anything that's going to maintain its margin to inflation um, is way at the top of our list. Um, yeah, for new money, I would probably agree. It's kind of at the top of the PE range. Um, PE is a bit misleading on this one yes. because obviously the forward capex, you know, it, I think the PE It halves. is weird accounting. It is, it? yeah. But they, it, they revalue everything and then can pay dividends out of debt. Yep. And but once it's, it's built, uh, that's I it. I don't get that sort of stuff. Yeah, once it's built, that's it. So like PE halves next year, for instance. So right. And we'll progressively keep doing that, you know, okay. as the... As the capex is done, um, yeah, it would be nice to see them do other projects. Uh, however, now they're cashed up, they can. Yeah. Um, and obviously, as well, with probably input costs um, across the board rising, it's probably not a bad one to get let off. Something that was, mm. you know, you probably Almost, put a bit in yeah. in 2021 um, with 10% inflation um, over the last year or um, or at stages over the last year. So, so yeah, I, I'd definitely be a holder of this one um, and I'd be adding to it, adding to it lower, that's for sure. Right. Yeah, but not at these levels. Ran 1250. Like oh, I'll agree with, with Adam. I don't watch this one super closely because it doesn't right. tend to move around a lot, but... Um, but it's certainly something that we're we're looking to increase our weightings to, because okay. um, we're pretty bearish the market. And uh, and also being in it, is it too big for a super fund to buy? Because super funds have been out trying to get these infrastructure type stocks for a while. Yeah. They? So what have we got left? Sydney Airport. Yeah. So we've got APA. Out. We've got Transurban. Yeah. Like we don't really have much other real good blue chip uh, infrastructure. So no, I think any. Any pension fund could definitely look at something right. like this. Okay. So I don't think it's too big. And the government's been pushing the pension funds to go and pick up stuff like this, basically. Yeah. So, mm. so okay. we're running out of good infrastructure. Yeah, we right. really are running out. And I think Transurban's definitely one of those ones okay. that I like. All right, let's get into the stocks you want us to take a look at. And Mark Finn wants a view on BHP. Yeah, uh, this is one of our staples for our model portfolios. So um, it's probably the lightest weighting we've had ever since I've been there for a few years. But um, just after, obviously, you know, cyclical business leading into, you know, we've got a 100 basis point inverted yield curve, which is, yeah. you know, there's reliable precursors to a recession and then there's a 100 basis point inversion with 41 year lows. It's it's going to happen, so um, particularly in the US. Um, so I'm really wary of being too overweight cyclical businesses at the highs here. Um, the dividend payout ratio keeps dropping as well. Um, I think they've both re on BHP have dropped them 5% each, um, each well, the last two reporting uh, right. earnings reports. So, um, which is smart from them from a long-term point of view. I actually quite like it, um, but I, look, I think you'll probably get these to probably closer to forty dollars um, mm. at some stage. Will be. Yep. It's a, you know, I almost feel you know, naked not having, having you know at least a five percent allocation in the portfolio. But when, you know, when we're sitting here, I record, don't use yeah, language like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. get all the old we, ladies really yeah, yeah. interested. <laughs> The, um, come up with visions that aren't really appealing. Yep. But, okay. uh, yeah. Now, look, top of their, no, top of their PE range and record highs, basically. Um, yeah. 
I love their 10 and 20 year plans that Potash Project's gonna come online around 2025, 26. So 9,000 square kilometers of, you know, of Potash or thereabouts. Um, I think they almost make back the project's uh, capex in the first, well, they don't make right. it back, but the revenue in the first year almost okay. is about the same. So, right. and they're ahead of schedule because they're BHP and they know how to do these things. So, um, yeah, I'd be basically I'd be scaling in back in um, to around forty uh, from from about probably forty two downwards, and just right. be you know because I'm just a little bit worried about the broader. I mean, yep. the the tent pole for these material stocks at the moment is the iron ore price, and while it remains buoyant, they remain buoyant, but every other catalyst or or influence on these stocks is probably suggesting that they're going to take a downturn. So if, if iron right. ore turns this thing will probably get cooked okay. at least a good five or so 10%. So it's come down from 50. Just last... paid the dividend yesterday. Yep. So that's more of a pressure. Uh, it pays it today. It, no, it? yesterday. Oh, yes, right. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So it's more pressure that's right. come onto the stock. So yeah. would you be taking any profits if you're in it? We've taken profits. Like... We were we were, um, we were long to 12 odd percent of our portfolio at one stage from the middle of last year. And we sold the last of it around 49.50. Um, yeah. Some people just don't want to sell it. They want to keep right. some. So, but um, but overall, yeah, we for those who are who are happy to be active, we're completely out, and we'll start sort of like I said, start scaling in back in around mm. the low 40s. Adam, yeah, like uh, look, everything you said is absolutely 100. 100% correct and basically taking it on from there um, BHP is guided to a softer second half they've said costs are rising labor is rising uh, and we we've reduced our dividends so really when you're looking at a resource company you never buy it for a dividend yep. but you can see that that they're, they're they're hunkering down a little bit they can see that that cycle cyclical side of things mm. is now starting to slow down BHP, it always gets to 48, 49 bucks and then it mm. comes back. So that's a great time to be taking some profits. And I agree, 38, 40 dollars, somewhere around there. If it gets a three in front of it, I think the market will be a little bit skittish about what's going on. But really overall, it's a, it's a clear portfolio stock for us. We keep investing through the cycle in BHP. They've got very good outlook. They play the 20 year long game. They've just taken, well, they're taking over Oz Minerals at the moment. So they're gonna bolster their copper side of things. Uh, they know what they're doing. Right. The resource companies are classic at uh, at the top of the cycle buying assets for way too much and then two years writing it down. They've all learnt, I think, from that. Mm. Alcan from Rio, those mm. kinds of things where they just overpaid. So I think BHP has learnt a lot mm. of those lessons and they're very more conservative with their cash, making sure that that dividend is right. Um, a lot of people will get stuck in that dividend trap looking at the previous dividends and thinking that's going to happen oh. again. That's not. We are going to see that. Iron ore should hold up over $100. Uh, copper price is, is moving in the right direction. Coal price is doing okay. So I'm really comfortable mm. with BHP, but I'd be closer to $40 to buy. I'd right. be holding it. And anytime it gets to 48 50 bucks, it always comes back. So if you are a trader, there's a good $10 there that you can sort of continue to trade around it, but it'd be hold yeah. for me. So a good $10, but if you're buying at 40 and selling at 50, that's, yeah. that's a 25% increase. And, 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 and picking up a decent sized dividend. Because yeah, yeah. it will take six months for it to yeah. get up there. It's not, exactly. a, it's not an instant thing. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. All right. Uh, uh, next stock, uh, another big cap, Wes Farmers. Uh, Nick says, uh, could I get uh, a view on this given rising inflation and potential for less consumer discretionary? Of course, Wes Farmers 
It's like a listed private equity group, but in that it has Bunnings, it has Officeworks, has Kmart, Target, uh, Target, but then also Lithium, Kidman Resources, yeah, yeah. Um, a, a fertilizer, all that kind of Business. stuff. Oh, right. What do you think of West Farmers? I love it. Anything under fifty dollars, I'm a buyer. Right. Uh, very, very happy. Very, very comfortable with West Farmers. There's a lot of talk about the trade down cycle that West Farmers, as well as we'll talk about Woolworths uh, as well. But there's this talk about this trade down. So, in other words, when you're going to buy a pair of jeans. Maybe you go and buy it at a fancy store. It's going to cost yep. you $200 for mm. a pair of jeans. Well, you think maybe now that I've got to find an extra $1,500 in my mortgage every month, I'm not going to have that extra consumer discretionary spend. So what I'm going to do is I'm now going to go to Kmart or Target and buy a $50, $15 pair of jeans. Yep. And even the kids' jeans are $4. So yep. there's that trade down that's going to happen where people are going to say, I can't spend what I used to be able to spend, but I still need to get that pair of jeans. And that's where Wes Farmers is fantastic for that. Obviously, Bunnings is 60% of its revenue. So you really need to be careful about what's happening inside of Bunnings. But certainly, again, if you're not rent or if you're not buying and selling a new home or you're holding on, you're going to do some more renovations at home and that kind of thing as well. Bunnings so, is sixty percent of West Farmers revenue. Yeah. I didn't realise it was that. Yeah, high. so it, it, yeah. it is. It, you're buying Bunnings basically yeah. with West Farmers. So, I think overall, I'm really comfortable with Bunnings. I think that Officeworks is a great business. They've also got that, as we said, ag uh, fertilizer and all these other things that are doing very, very well. They just took over API, Australian Pharmaceuticals, yeah, yes. which is Priceline. Yep. They'll know how to get that business. That's number three in the chemist. You've got uh, Chemist Warehouse, Terry White, and then Priceline. So they'll, they'll, they'll move that up the chain as well. Fantastic, a lot of cash sitting there, good dividends. Anything under $50 on a buyer. Okay, so $50.16, that's... Yeah. Gee, you're picky, aren't you? You're well, nickel and diming now. Well, so you, you only make 50. money when you buy right. So and you'd hold it, buy, but buy, buy right. under 50. Yeah. All right, Mark? Yeah, I would absolutely echo Adam's comments there. Um, I don't, I, this isn't a consumer discretionary stock at all in my mind. Um, I think these guys will definitely benefit. Um, you know, we're a blended family of nine kids, so I go to Kmart a lot. Um, so <laughs> I can't kids. afford not to go to Kmart. Um, so, and you and, don't- And pet barn. <laughs> and I look at Bunnings for the things they break around the house. So, yeah, yeah. and look, Name one time you've ever been to Kmart or Bunnings and you've got to get one thing. There's no way you walk out with only one thing. So, and I think a lot of that, you know, and it's for your, it's for your necessities. It's for your undies and socks and jeans and t-shirts and things like that. Uh, Office works as well. You can't avoid, um, you can't avoid buying things for the new school year and things like that as well. Government's been really generous in giving a lot of, um, I mean, uh, a a lot of vouchers in New South Wales particularly. I think we got about 800 bucks between us. So the, um, and that pretty much covered. So that, you know, that's not affecting the family budget. Um, And I, and I I, I would say that nearly a hundred percent of they, I mean, Officeworks does a thing where they will, if you bring in the um, the school supplies sheet, um, sheet they, they'll beat it by 10%. And you right. just, so, wow. yeah. So basically, they're getting all of that go back to school business. 
Um, yeah, and and obviously the you know the Kmart and Target brands, and not to mention obviously lithium and um, and fertilizer too, yeah. like too massively. Um, so would you be buying at these levels or just? Oh, uh, look, I'm happy to buy it here. Look, I'm bearish the market overall. I think we're in for a, a bit of a hiding over the next month, um, which might start tonight with payrolls. So I wouldn't buy today, but this would be this right, is high on my list for things right. to be buying on a dip, um, yeah. because well, they're not. You've been able to buy it under fifty for most of the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we've got some. We, I mean, we have some in the portfolio, right. and we'll 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 probably just look to add to it. But it will, you know, the the sector index funds and sector funds because it's consumer discretionary it will yeah. cause a little bit of pain. But that'll be a great buying opportunity because it's it's miscategorised really. Mm. Yeah. Um, I don't think, um, and it, and really, it's almost more consumer staples. Um, okay. And as Adam said, Woolworths coming up later on. I mean, it sells one thing basically, and yeah. it's far more expensive. So right. okay. All right, uh, Kieran wants a view, on Mark, on NAB, one of the big four banks. Yeah, so, I yeah, I've I sent uh, Jack through this morning a bit of a, um, a chart on, you know, essentially, because I've got a lot of clients who have the big four, they don't yeah. want to sell for capital gains reasons. So I plug them in, and if you bought, basically, if you bought NAB 10 years ago to this day, um, and, you know, you basically have, You've lost about a percent um, right. on your capital gains, and you've Jack, made, have we got that chart? The, um, oh, yeah. But yeah. Um, but say for instance, if you had sold the hundred thousand dollars, say on a hundred thousand dollars for the ease of math's sake, um, and paid your capital gains, say thirty percent, and put it in Macquarie Bank, you've left two hundred grand to three hundred grand on the table. Like so. Wow. So CBA as well. If you like, uh, CBA is not included. Gee, in this. this shows your frustration. With clients who refuse to sell out the big four banks, if you've got, but this doesn't include CBA, right. um, but but they're terrible businesses. I yeah. I agree with the big, you know, with the four pillars policy. It saves yeah. us from a recession, you know, in the GFC. Yep, they're fantastic for the the stability finan- uh, stability um, of the financial system. Yep, but you don't have to be a shareholder. Right. Like they're they're not great businesses, and you you really are the opportunity cost. I mean, if for, say for instance, you know, even you if you put it in, in into an index fund, you're a hundred you're basically a hundred percent behind um, right. what then holding onto those NAB. That's including paying your capital gains tax bill. So hang on, hang on. You're saying over ten years you could have put your money into an index fund and got double the return from NAB from from thirty grand less money. Wow. Yeah. So that's STW. So it's it's definitely not a buy. It's a massive avoid. But and and as well, there's you know there's these common truths that we have that analysts will sort of repeat over and over again that you know higher interest rates is good for banks. Yeah. Well, that's just flat out wrong when the yield curve's inverted 100 basis points. Right. Because deposit rates are higher, in, particularly in the states, than mortgage rates. Yeah. It's actually the complete reverse. Like, right. So, I mean, it won't happen as badly in Australia, because obviously, you know, we don't have like a thirty-year bond, like a thirty-year mortgage, mortgage bond. Yeah. Um, but you know, these guys are essentially the only. If you go back in, over the last ten years, even CBA, um, they were the share price only rallies when new home loan initiations are higher than the previous yeah. year. And that's just not going to happen and, this year. Well, we're seeing housing finance figures go Getting, through the floor. So and these guys are, are through the floor properly. Listed. Yeah, these like they've had 10 years to perform huh? in a market where- So like, you're saying sell now. Sell now and literally never look at them again. Right. 
Come on, Dawson. I don't know how I can follow that. Come on, put on your big boy pants. All right, all right. Are so, you doing the same? Uh, overall, we, we got a really good indication on how the banking sector is going or has gone with Commonwealth Bank's result a couple of weeks ago. Right. And really inside of that, there was a really great chart of the net interest margin of Commonwealth Bank peaked in October, November last year at yeah. two point something or other, and now starting to come off again. And that's exactly what's happening with the rest of the banking sector. That net interest margin is getting squeezed and that's where they make their money. The difference between what they get their money and they give it to us at. The problem is with Commonwealth Bank and I suspect with NAB as well as Westpac and ANZ is they're all competing in a small more small pool that is sitting there and that pool is basically uh, not getting any larger. There's 8 million mortgages in Australia and the problem is that they're all fighting now over that small pool which means that they're having to reduce the cost, uh, sorry, the, the profitability to get the market share. And that's what's happening with these banks is, is, and that's the problem at the moment with the share prices at the moment, you'd be cautious of getting into the banks. It's very hard to get a client to sell any of the banks because they've always had it. Aunt Martha gave it to them, all of this kind of right. stuff, right? So I'd be, I'd be careful, I mean, Where's, where's 2020? What was that? I've got to put my glasses yeah, on. Yeah, $15.32. Yeah, let, let's look at 18 bucks. I think that would be a fair price to be start looking at uh, CBA. $20, somewhere mm-hmm. around there. Uh, sorry, NAB, uh, to be to be getting in. So you'd be saying sell it as well, take well, money out and run. The, yes, but you, your clients don't. No. So what we do, what we do... You're, you're giving an Here, you're giving your investment. My investment advice is, okay. is that you reduce so, your NAB position. Right. Maybe don't sell it all. Reduce it. Put it into Macquarie, right? Yeah, put it into yeah. an, Suncorp. Suncorp's got uh, a corporate action coming out with the bank being sold to ANZ, plus it's got insurance, and insurance premiums are rising. So, again, you've got some activity you got there. Options. you got credit call. You've got Those credit sort of call. Groups. That's right. So, I would be reducing my bank holdings because, as Mark okay. said, this isn't going to be pretty for the banks for the next coming couple of years. Okay. Yeah, and opportunity costs... You know, yeah. is something yeah. that, that people don't think about. But like I said, that's why I, I sort of put, pulled together that, that example. And it, look, it only goes for the, it doesn't include CBA. So it's not the big four. It's ANZ, Westpac and NAB, okay. basically. Um, and they just, you know, what you're, what you're missing out on by being, by, right. you know. We'll come back to that chart because Jack's just getting it up now and ingesting it be a couple of minutes. In the meantime, uh, Peter wants a view. Dorsey on yeah. Woolworths, supermarket group, Staples. Staples. Got to eat even during a recession. It's the key word, Staples. So you still need to have bread, milk and cheese, yep. unless you're gluten and dairy intolerant. But anyway, uh, you still need the Staples there every time, every time you go to the supermarket. Now, certainly Woolworths and Coles are the major, as well as IAG, uh, sorry, IGA. But then you've got Audi there. Now, Audi was touted that, that, that this was going to be, they were going to take so much market share away from the, yep. big, from, the, from the big two supermarkets, the three supermarkets. They've been able to maintain about a 20% market share, Audi. So, and they really haven't been able to get further on that because of the footprint where Woolies is always making sure that they're getting the best footprint going forward. So Woolworths is actually on life for like sales, actually done better than Coles over the last three to six months maybe promotions, but also um, their branding and those kinds of things. 
they'll always move around with those like for like sales around three to three and a half percent. Remember through COVID, they were at 12 and a half percent, right? Yep. We never knew that, we always knew that that was never gonna be up there forever. And three and a half percent like for like sales, I think is very, very good. I'm uh, not a lot of people, but I am a fan of Woolworths. I think it's a better business than Coles. It pays a smaller dividend, okay? But I think Woolworths is a better brand going forward. So I'm gonna say it's a buy, because I like the staples. I think it's defensive. However, I know that there's a lot of people out there that have got a more of a negative stance on the consumer staples. But I think overall, you're not gonna go wrong buying a supermarket where everybody needs to go on a daily basis, if not. Yeah. Gardner, are you going to turn negative? Uh, look, it's expensive for me, but I, but I but I would echo Adam's comments. I, I, you know, we're looking at defensive names. Um, they have Audi made a little bit of a cut in the market share and then pull back. Um, they do have they do have uh, all those premium locations and that obviously you know their cornerstone in shopping centres and things like that. Um, I mean, they're doing mobiles and insurance and things like that now. So, we, I mean, we for our family, for instance, the kids' mobile phones go through that. It gives us ten percent off, you know, per phone per shop, which is a pretty big deal. Like, so they kind of they wrap you up basically. Yeah. So you cut you as a customer, you just become more and more sticky. And, oh, yeah. And um, but look, it, it the PE range usually you know is sort of it's roughly around I don't know ranges between the sort of mid twenties to thirty yeah, sort of thing. Say Twenty-eight, yeah. Yeah, and it's kind of towards that to the top of right. that range there at the moment. Yeah. Um, I just like to get them cheaper, um, but basically, but yeah, it's so another one. So you'd be a hold if you got. Well, and we're and we're doing our staples um, for our sector weightings. You know, we're we're a big fan of elders, and we're fairly overweight that, so we don't need to rush um, to be to be getting allocated. So. So many people have talked elders up <laughs> in the last six months and gone nowhere. Uh, look, they'll find a new CEO it's and they'll, re- they'll report They'll report the next two earnings and smash expectations and they'll go back up. There's no, like, they're, you know, they're hardly going to go out and hire someone who's going to tear apart an eight-year business plan that's turned around a company that was rubbish into a great company. So, you know, it's had one backward six-month period and in, that, um, in the last eight years and we've had... Two bush, two major bushfires, right. floods, droughts. Like it's not. It's so you're saying be patient for everyone who's been. Uh, must be months that you guys have been look, calling. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Every one yeah, of you. It's, yeah. Yeah. Look, and and yeah, but I'm but I'm more than happy to be patient because yeah. they've got a great plan in place. Look, and and he still you know, it's bucks, credit right? credit yeah. to him. Um, you know, he has turned that business around, but he's there for 12 months and he's going to, I don't, I don't see him hiring someone that's not going to continue a plan right. that's worked so well. Okay. So I think they just need to get that out of the way and okay. then they'll be fine. So prefer elders? I just prefer elders because it's cheap. It's really cheap at the moment. Um, look, if Woolworths pull back to, you know, somewhere around the $33 mark, you know, I'd, I'd be... I'd be considering maybe you know diversifying right. in the, okay. what my weight and my weighting in the sector, but not not up around this thirty pa sort of area. Okay. Uh, Ross wants a view on ResMed, uh, Mark, the uh, sleep apnea manufacturer. Yeah, um, we don't mind these guys. We've sort of we, we had Fisher and Pikel for a while. Um, I mean, Phillips is still out of the game, as far as I believe. So, um, and uh, so you had a Fisher and Pike, right? Well, yeah, I, it was one of my one of my mistakes from last year. I probably was a little bit got in a little bit too early, and right. and we you know we managed to get out of jail a little bit, but it, it looked very ugly at one stage. Um, and my uh, cohort on the desk, Josh, he chose Resmed, so I get I get quite a ribbing sometimes, but. Um, <laughs> 
And ResMed's done really well. Mm-hmm. And look, I would, I've, you know, it is, it does have a high PE, but that's healthcare sectors pretty good. Yep. We're very happy to be overweight healthcare sector, probably more in the discretionary end. Um, although I've, you know, I've been probably told I might need to go for a consultation too. So we all need to. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, but you know, I think, it, but that's kind of at the lower end of the band for right. for, for these guys um, in terms of PE. Um, analysts have got. Um, you know, analysts have got much higher price targets on it. I'd be, yeah, be more than happy to be buying healthcare um, at the moment. And ResMed. And ResMed at, at these levels. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think it'll continue to do well. Okay. Yes, 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 and yes absolutely. Okay. ResMed, Philips coming out of uh, getting a product recall. ResMed's just been taking that market share uh, hand over fist, and that's fantastic for something like that as a business. Another reason why we love ResMed is that they've got these... Uh, usable parts so you've got the face mask you know the band that goes around and you've got the hose that goes to the i'm gonna say defibrillator but it's not that it's the uh it's the air air, air pusher uh, in pusher in yeah. um and the, i think the, they call it a pump there you go the pump okay, there, there you go, go. thank well, you for no, my technical term technical there so, uh so yeah so that that uh needs to be replaced every six months and you need right. to go back to ResMed because really the hose only fits ResMed products and, and so we love that cycle that once you've got the machine, which is quite expensive for the mm. top end range and they, they, they do make cheaper ones, but the top end range and then from there those reusable parts, you're on the wheel and you continue to use it. So once people have tried it, um, they'll, they'll never go back, they get a good night's sleep, their health is, is, is improved. So it's a fantastic business, a fantastic side of it, um, I buy it all day long. Okay. Um, with the other health cares as well? Uh, Fish and Piker we don't really look at. Uh, other health cares, so CSL, Ramsey. Right. Um, I think there's another bid that might be coming from Ramsey. It was in the paper a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. They might know circle round okay. again. So yeah, I'm Sonic's doing well as well. Sonic, like yeah. But they've had Come a off. lot of these healthcare companies have had their books have been all over the shop because of COVID. Like poor right. old Helios is like yeah. they had all this benefit, but they're it's really hard to do good analysis on it because you're being very predictive in nature because mm. there's yeah. massive inflow and then massive fall away of revenues and um, due to the pathology stuff. But I mean, Helis has also got you know, a lot of day hospitals that have been shut and it's like they're reopening now and there's right. backlogs. So yep. it's super okay. confusing. So when you, if you, you're looking for like, you know, certainty in your, in your investments, it's probably best just to just to wait and okay. for the books to normalise. Right. Uh, let's uh, recap the first five stocks. Transurban, a hold from both. BHP is a hold from both. Uh, Mark would buy BHP under $42. Uh, Torsey would buy under $40. Wes Farmers, a hold from both. Um, Adam would be buying Wes Farmers under 50 bucks. It's close <laughs> there at the moment. Uh, NAB is a sell from both. Woolworths, a buy from Adam, a hold from uh, Mark because it's at the top of its EPS range, and a buy from ResMed. And now, this infamous chart that uh, <laughs> you put together to try and convince people who marry their uh, big four bank stocks mm, why they shouldn't. Let's have a look at this. So you've got their uh, ANZ, NAB, and Westpac. Um, right. If you if you invested one hundred thousand um, dollars ten that's years that, ago, that's the yellow line. That's the yellow line, and yeah. if you and then so you benchmark it against the index, and which is the red know, line. Yeah, it's behind by about five percent per annum, but over ten years, that compounds pretty hard. So, I the um, the oh, that the, is pretty convincing. The basic that. the basic sums I had here were. 
based on you know based on a hundred thousand um, yeah. dollars nab well, you know nab would you be roughly you would have, like with the dividends and everything you about one hundred eighty nine thousand but if you would um, just bought if you just bought the uh, the index um, you'd have three hundred and twenty nine thousand dollars right so so you, and it and it seems like small things, but compound interest over yeah. ten years is extraordinarily powerful, and yeah. that's done by share sites. So, uh, and put in at a because um, you can uh, we use share site to track uh, yeah. partnership with those guys. They're um, where it includes the dividends, and you, that's yeah. based on an uh, individual tax rate. So, so that includes all double of the, your return. Correct. Just in an index fund. Correct. Yeah. So, and and you okay. obviously much more diversified. Obviously, you know, I I, I left that. Macquarie Bank off there because it actually makes it look stupid, yeah, like yeah. It, it, you, you know. Can't. And they are and they are very different businesses. I left CBA out of there as well because I think CBA is absolutely the pick of the litter, and return yeah. on equity has been great. Um, right. And I'd be more than happy to be buying back into CBA, you know, somewhere in the eighties at some stage. Um, but they you know, but it's always sort of traded yeah. on that premium. Okay. Um, and we, yeah, I just want lower prices. Great chart. Yeah. Thank you for bringing that in. No worries. Um, here on the call, we've been tracking our own high conviction fantasy fund as picked by our investment committee. Um, the, the latest investment committee meeting you can see on the platform at the moment, osbiz.com. So in the March meeting, um, the committee decided to get out of Seven Group and Janison Education. They trimmed Minres. Um, and added MA Financial yeah. and Ostal to the portfolio. Um, and since the 1st of March last year, the uh, fund is up 13%. Um, so I keep sending in a request to the call because uh, any stocks that get a double buy, which is ResMed, um, uh, today goes up to the investment committee. At CMC, we've been in the game for a while, and although a lot of things have changed, our mentality hasn't. We aim to give experienced traders the best trading experience, like our expert platform with its second-to-none trading tools, plus our pricing is completely transparent. That's why people who've been trading for a long time stay with us for a long time. So if you're serious about trading, switch to the market leader trusted for over 30 years. Trade CFDs your way at cmcmarkets.com. You don't own under assets consider relevant PDS and TMD or information memorandum for CMC Pro accounts at our website. Uh, this half hour we are going to talk about MinRes. Do the fellows agree with the decision of the latest committee uh, meeting? Well, Mark Gardner was on it. Were you on it? No, I, I, I wasn't. I, I was on the, on the previous Rudy one. And Nathan, that's right. Uh, Vanguard, uh, ETF Goodman, Aristocrat and Technology One. Um, all right, Mark Gardner, <laughs> Mineral Resources, darling of the resources sector. Very similar strategy, probably to BHP. Um, I, I, you know, I'd be happy to be holding some at the moment, but um, just basically, you just got to be careful with cyclical businesses. Um, yeah. These guys have got a lot of growth ahead of the lithium part. Um, there's a, you know, there's a lot of um, clickbait uh, research out there on um, lithium. You know, on the lithium. Supply gap, etc. Um, yeah. There was a great. Uh, These guys are mainly iron ore. Mainly iron ore and mining services and things as well. Um, so it's kind of the best of both worlds. So yeah. like pure play, we would we we like PLS for lithium. Um, you know, obviously, at the moment we're not holding. Obviously, as I said before, we're not holding a lot of BHP. So I've got a we've got a small holding in this. Um, so you're still holding Pilbara? Oh, absolutely, oh, yeah. yeah. That, that's a, that supply gap. If you look at any reasonable research, that supply gap is minimum three years. So, okay. it um, 
and essentially, like, you've got to, you know, anyone that's saying there's going to be a supply glut, I mean, that's if everything gets opened on time. I mean, how many, yeah. how many mines get opened on time and on budget? Mm. Like, none, none of them get opened ahead of schedule, except unless you're BHP or Rio. So, mm. um, so I, yeah, and I, I really can't see, I think the... Um, there's a lot of uh, you know dinky games there where right. you know you've got Goldman's downgrading it and yeah. and then all of a sudden a month later you find out that they're you know it's one of their well, favourite holdings like yeah. so um, but you know you've just got to you can just, you really do that? Oh, look, I mean, yeah. I suppose so. Yeah, of course yeah. they can. Absolutely. As long as they're not talking to each other, I guess. But I mean, oh, yeah. so this is the research department putting one thing out oh, yeah. and the. But either way, you've got to do. You've actually got to read into the research and and make your own decision. And Morningstar's got a great um, and re- just really reasonable um, sort of research, uh, research that they put out about a month ago, which I went through. That is like you know, it's it's somewhere in the middle, and it gives both sides of the argument. I would recommend possibly okay. trying to find right. that for for viewers because I it, thought Elon no, Musk was interesting the other day saying. He's not so much concerned about lithium supplies, but the processing part of it. Well, and, that's, and that's what Minres is doing. The ro- building the, their the, own process. The Rockefellers went in oil; they made their money out of oil processing. Like, yeah, it's, yeah. you know, that's where that's where serious money, you know, comes and in. And, and you know, these um, and I think uh, even PLS is sort of starting to get involved in portions of that. I think their mm-hmm. last shipment was something to do with. Um, with something to do with the, with a deal with the processor. So, but back to Minres, I, yeah, I I would be the strategy I'm sort of taking with it is I'll just be scaling in over the next you know few months, just piece by so, piece. So but these levels you would be buying. I'd be a I'd be a holder at these levels, and right. then because I think once we get through the kerfuffle of of the next sort of six to twelve months, you know, will we have a recession? Won't we? Which is China recovering, isn't it? So then, you know. I don't really want to take that risk saying, you know, go go and buy this in one big block right now. I think dollar averaging in this case, because it's a high quality company, right. on a long-term basis, you'll do quite well. Macquarie's got an unbelievable, there's $128 price target yeah. on it or something like that. Right. So, yeah. but I mean, that's that. I don't think that's, they're not talking about that next year. Right. So, so I think uh, uh, Minres has got the old world and the new world. Old world mm. being iron ore, and the iron ore quality isn't that great. So it's quite a low grade iron ore. And, but they've got the new world stuff, which is the lithium. And if you look at the lithium price, there is talk, and the reason why the market's getting a little bit skittish about lithium stocks at the moment is that the long term, when I say long term 2025, long term uh, lithium price is supposed to halve. They're getting around $60,000 a tonne at the moment. It got to $80,000 a tonne, but there, there is talk that it is going to get down to $30,000 a tonne. They're still making a truckload of money at yeah, $30,000. It's, it's ridiculous. Like four or 5000 bucks to produce. Yeah, it's, it's, so. it's, it's insane how much money they're still making on the back of that. But that's what the market's getting a little bit skittish about. The reason why Minres has been able to hold up so well while the other lithium stocks, because it's got the iron ore, but there is a lot of talk that Minres is going to go do a SPAC in the new in 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 the US, and that is what's keeping the the froth in the stock nice and high. Because if they potentially go over to the over to the US and list that list that lithium business, that is going to get higher multiples or massive right. amount of multiples, and that's why the stocks done really really well. Mm. We've got most clients in around fifty dollars. We're really happy with Minres. We haven't we've trimmed a little bit up here, oh. but. 
Um, most of it, we're really, really comfortable with the story going forward. So I echo Mark's sentiment. I wouldn't be buying a whole lot here. I'd be buying on some weakness. One, because I think the lithium price is gonna stay nice and high. It's got the mining services. You could say it's a diversified miner, um, but mm. overall, I think it's really well-run business and I'd be comfortable to hold it in clients' portfolios. So it's a hold okay. for me on weakness. You could pick some up. And management's also proven that they can, that, you know, that they can diversify from, you know, yep. they went from um, mining services to iron ore to, so yeah. you know, that's a pretty good track record. I mean, yep. if they go and if, if they've got more, you know, more good ideas, they've shown they can execute. So okay. it, um, you know, I think it'll be a good one long-term. All right. Um, our next stock um, is an ETF, the Vanguard Australian Shares ETF. Samantha wants to know your view on this, Adam. So I use the VAS or the A200, which is the beta oh. shares one, VAS or Vanguard, but both of those I use for clients that have a lower balance that need to get access to the broader market, right. okay? Um, I'm not too sure um, the um, MEL, the management expense ratio on the VAS, but um, uh, the A200 is at like six basis points. It's, yeah, it's, the better shares one is the cheapest. The cheapest in, yeah. the, in the market. 0.78 for these guys, 0.78. so it's expensive. Right, so right. if you're looking at that kind of thing, and A200 uh, is just the top 200, I think this one is, is further out. I think it goes to the 300. It does, yeah. Right, so you get a little bit more exposure. But it's a great way for you to get access to the broader market, especially for lower balances. So I can go and buy BHP, some a bank, some supermarkets and a telco, but then I put VAS in there. That just gives us that broader exposure to the overall. Or buying the STW, yeah. it's exactly the same thing. You know, you're getting in the index and then you're not index hugging because we've got the BHPs and we've got some other, st- other stocks in there but it does give you that broader exposure that you're not gonna get. So I'm gonna say I'm happy to buy VAS. I think it's a buy, but it's for uh, a certain type of investor. Right. Lower balances are the better way to go. Okay. Yeah, so I put that into most clients' portfolios and I'm happy to buy that any time of the day because it gives you that broader access to the market. All right, but because it reflects the market, Mark Gardner and your, you reckon the market's well, I'm, I'm, I've got, got a tank. I've got a big chunk of BBOS, which is a leveraged short ETF. So right. at the moment, as a hedge, not as not as necessarily an outright short, but um, people, I'm just backing our picks versus the rest of the broader market, right. which is where VAS kind of loses out because it's ASX 300. Um, so even in the ASX 200. 20% or 40 companies in the ASX 200 um, have never operated outside of a zero interest rate environment. Right. So very inexperienced there. Um, and 38 out of the 200 are not profitable. So, mm. cause it's based on market cap. Yep. So if anything, I'd be going further up and getting a, you know, the top 50 in, right. in for the next, if you were gonna buy into something like this. Um, there has been a bit of a price war from the ETF providers recently. Uh, I see, I mean, it's changed about three times, but last time I checked, um, I think BetaShares yeah. was, the, was the lowest. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. But if you reckon, been, if you've got a dim view on the market in the next six months, well, but, 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 but these yeah. things are perfect, as, as Adam said, for low balances. So if if you're new to investing and like, this is a good lesson, it's just, again, just dollar average. Just mm. put in, if you've got $10,000 to invest, put $1,000 a month in for the next 10 months right. and over a five year period, you will do beautifully. Yeah. Right. Um, and, but, I, but I would probably start with, you know, I, I would, 
lessen the amount of companies. Probably ASX 100 would be about as far as I'd go because I mean the top 100 companies or the top 50 companies, are, right. you know, most of them are world leaders. So, yeah. so, so you wouldn't go this way. No, it's too it's too broad. It's right. it's it's 300 is too many stocks for me, and yeah. and the management fee is is much higher than the rest of them as well and that eats away at your returns over because you want to you want to be holding this for a long time yeah and high management fees is it's again the compounding returns yeah. work for you but compounding fees also do as well yeah. so, so what do you have instead uh i look i would probably go the i would be looking at an etf with the ace with the high the quality A200s. yeah a200 probably yeah, yeah. The Peter the, the yeah. Lower, lower fees and less less companies okay. for now but dollar, just dollar average and you and it's a great way to get started in the market sure. yeah okay all right uh peter wants a view mark on goodman group uh you'd call it the premier property uh, then with Charter Hall, I suppose, property managers, developers, wouldn't you? Yeah, so um, we love this company. Um, CIP is probably our preferred at the moment, um, mm-hmm. but just because it doesn't have as much of the development side um, right. and obviously very dim view on the... That's Centuria Industrial. Yeah, Centuria Industrial. But, yeah. I mean, look, industrial real estate is really, if you're going to have a REIT, if it's not if it's not a lion's share of industrial, yep. then you shouldn't probably really be in it. Um, so we're more in CIP largely for safety rather than right. anything else because Goodman's obviously with building projects and things. But I mean, generally, we're either in one or the other right. or, or both. Right. So, but um, but yeah, I I would I would think this one may get you know you may get cheaper prices at some stage because you know building development will slow down and interest rates are higher, but. Both of them have got really low debt ratios. They've got, you know, super, super, like 99% um, occupancies or yeah. above, 10 year, or eight to 10 year whales. They've got their debt sorted out. Um, but like most, in, like, we're not, we don't have any industrials at the moment, but we've got a short, you know, James Hardy or they, you know, we're, I almost give this half and half industrials because it's got that development side and they're great at doing it, but it'd right. be, but, I'm basically just waiting for at least sort of three months to see how the interest rate hikes play out in the actual real economy. So if you're in it, hold it. If you're in it, hold it and, yeah. and, and add to it if it dips, um, basically. Yeah, yeah I, I love Goodman Group. It's fantastic. These guys know exactly what they're doing. They've invested through the cycles. They understand cycles and they understand where we are in the, at the moment. Overall, Goodman Group is, you, 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 see, you see the sign when you drive past but you don't actually realise how massive these industrial parks are because you only really see the green sign, a couple of names on it, and you sort of drive past. But if you actually go into these things, they're absolutely massive and they've got some key land positions, and I think that's obviously very, very important for industrial. But also, you know, you get a Google that wants to come to Australia, you get an Amazon that wants to come to Australia, they go to Goodman Group, they don't go to anybody else, and they get the land that they need to then put their, their industrial parks in there. So I'm really comfortable with this one. It's definitely a hold at these levels. I yep. agree. You probably could pick this up cheaper, but I remember talking on the show late last year, and I think it was fifteen dollars or something, and we were banging mm. the table saying, "Look, get into it. Yep. It's a really good story." So really comfortable with Goodman Group. It just gives me, you know, it's the Commonwealth Bank of the property developers. You know, it's the number yep. one business, and you always want to be in the number number one business versus number two or three. And so Goodman Group definitely hits that. Point. I had to go somewhere the other week and went through Hol- uh, drove through Holsworthy. Yeah. 
Blimey, mm. the yeah. size of these warehouses and Goodman Group, run by Goodman yeah. Group, yeah. the whole thing. Yeah. If, they, if they work yeah. out yeah. how to structurally get the, a second level on those things, because of the where they're because they're all placed next to motorways, yes, and that yeah. land you, that's just irreplaceable. If they mm. work out the structural engineering to put another level on, like God knows where this thing goes. Yeah. So okay. Yeah. Um, all right, uh, our next stock, uh, we go to into the, the gaming, the poker machine area, and also online gaming. Uh, Adam Laura wants to be on Aristocrat. Yeah, so it's been a tough one, Aristocrat. Everybody loves it, yep. but it really hasn't. Particularly into a downturn. Particularly into a downturn. But it hasn't but done, it's gone yeah, anyway. It's, it's struggled a little bit, and I'm just cautious. Maybe, oh, well, maybe it hasn't struggled. <laughs> Give me a longer chart, Jack. I, I don't know about that one. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, there you go. There's yeah, the trouble. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, so like, I really love this business and I think it's it's fantastic. They've, it's an Aussie dollar story as well, so we've got to be a little bit careful uh, about that. It's not just poker machines, it's the social gaming, yeah. it's all of these kinds of things. So, so it's an Aussie dollar story, you're saying be careful because if the Aussie dollar keeps coming down, they'll benefit yeah, oh, yeah. from a lower yeah. Aussie dollar from yes. all the export sales overseas. Yeah. And in US dollars. And yeah. vice versa, obviously, if Aussie dollar rises, but yeah. that's a little bit tough at the moment. But yeah, so so you just got to be careful with that currency. I think you've got to yeah. have an understanding of if you're going to buy Aristocrat for that. Overall, though, Aristocrat, we're really comfortable. We've got a lot of in clients' portfolios, though we have had a lot of pushback over the last three months. Clients are just sort of saying, look, I don't want gambling out of me in my portfolios. Yeah, yes, oh, I, I just right. don't want it. I go, well, how, how are you with tobacco and cigarettes or, or some tobacco and alcohol? Yeah, I'm all right with that. Okay, all right. So we buy some Endeavor <laughs> or we do something else. But yeah, gambling is a real uh, yeah. bugbear with people and uh, they're very, very cautious about it. So I think it, it's come under that pressure as well. I mean, there is that selling. The, the people now are waking up to what they're investing in, yeah. albeit we've been talking about it for years, but yeah. people are now still just saying, well, what's in my portfolio? And what, what can I do to be more responsible? And I think Aristocrat has fallen on that a little bit. Overall, the business is, is, is in good shape and they put a lot of money back into research and development. And that's really where I think their, their, key, their key strength is because they know patterns, they understand the consumer that they're sitting yeah. down in front of the poker machines or on, online, uh, they're doing all of that. So. So what's your view? Uh, we don't put any ESG over any comments here yes. because everyone's ESG filter is different. That's right. Uh, like some people may not want hotels and alcohol, but do like yep. the gambling. So we're just looking at it purely through an investment filter. So it's a buy. Buy, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, other, otherwise, yeah. you just oh, we you end go up around getting, in circles. Yeah, 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 caught up in knots with this yeah. sort of stuff. I agree. Yeah. Uh, it will be worthwhile. Maybe we'll look at it on the call next week because as um, it looks as though it's happening, Australia and America are going to get out of step in terms of interest rates. Mm-hmm. Aussie dollar looks as though, as a result, will go a lot lower. Which are the companies that will benefit from mm-hmm. a lower oh, Aussie, Aussie dollar, dollar. Oh, on yeah. the market? So Brisbane we'll hold on to that. Yep. Yeah. CSL. Yeah. Yep. We'll hold yep. on to that for next week. And, Talk to the panels. Um, yeah, I, I'm genuinely I'm surprised. Um, like of my clients, people are much willing, much more willing to buy coal, alcohol, tobacco. Yeah. And there's I've had a lot of pushback on this, so yeah. I've sort of half given up in a way. Um, yeah, it's the same with me. It's, yeah, it's really which weird. which I think probably reflects in the share price. Um, yeah. yeah, I 
clients who I reckon there's probably five times more objections for gambling stocks than pretty much anything else. Wow. So, um, you know, although I've got, I do have some clients where I've said, you know, with coal stocks, for instance, we've got to we reinvest the dividends into green. So that's kind of a workaround. Um, but but yeah, so I think that's why this thing sort of hasn't shot up. Otherwise, we would. Um, yeah. I think otherwise it probably would be you know further up in the range. Um, right. I think yeah, the Aussie, the Aussie's probably so, fairly you know he's going to be fairly weak, particularly for the next couple of months with oh, the yeah. Fed being so hawkish and you know the RBA being interpreted as being dovish, but you know, you can never, obviously lately, you can't really trust the, exactly what they're gonna say. Um, so yeah, look, I, I think this is a buy. Gambling does well in uh, in yep. downturn markets. If they, like, and as Adam said, you know, this social media gaming, if they manage to nail this, like they're the, probably the biggest, they'd have the most resources of anyone in the market. They missed out on someone around the highs and they're still sitting on that cash balance. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. the market gets hit, particularly in these growth, like in these growth stocks. Yeah. And they've got, they could be, they'd be picking up some of these companies mm. that they're probably looking at for, you know, okay. 30, 40% cheaper. And for a long-term point of view, that's great. So yes, no, no ESG filter, buy. Um, but yeah, and obviously you make up okay. your own decision. Okay. Speaking of growth stocks, our final stock, Nino wants a view, Mark, on Technology One, a tech stock, a growth stock, but one that's actually gone up yeah. in value. Well, it's because it's a good because it's a good business. Great Brisbane-based mm. business, um, basically productivity software, specialised in local councils and government, big end of town. Don't That's they? the key. They've got the stickiest customers ever. Um, Look at that for a tech stock. Mm, now, there yeah. aren't many tech stocks with a chart like that. Yeah, I agree. The only thing I would consider above these guys would be, you know, you'd be going and if Microsoft, those really big mega cap stocks get cheaper. But right. this is up there, like, I, you oh, know, it's... a five-year high. Yeah. yeah. God. I, I, look... And it seems to be able to rally in the face of, but um, you know, in the face of weakness as well. Um, I'd be sort of, I'd be trimming um, just right. uh, overall, but because of, you know they're getting to a point where they're they're going to have to go out of Australia really to pick up a hell of a lot yeah. more business now because they've they've just gone they've gone gangbusters. But if you trust them to be able to do that, then you know then fantastic. Yeah. But I mean they've 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 done a fantastic job. It's a great company. It is at you know these highs. I mean, it does. It's got a PE range of roughly forty to fifty-six mm. um, over the last two years, two and a bit yeah. years, um, and f- around about fifty-six is generally the top of the PE range. So I, I, I use these PE bands quite a lot just to give a general guide as to when things are getting stretched. Um, and obviously, it's, it would have reported as well, so they're you know they're accurate figures. So. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's it's getting to the point where you but take some profit. I just take. I'd be take. Yeah, I mean, if you've had it for five years, it's got to be an overallocation in your portfolio now. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. maybe just maybe just bring it back to a reasonable reasonable allocation. But um, but yeah, I, I wouldn't be selling out completely. Adam, uh, I got to stick with my analyst on this one. He's got a buy on mm. it. Uh, it. It is the most boring technology stock in the market, but sometimes boring is good. Yep. They have started to make some inroads into the UK in the insurance sector, and they're digitising basically uh, government and as well as insurance books to be online versus paper-based. Yep. And you would think the UK or the US has got that under control, but no, like no. computer share coming in there, mm. they've been able to get rid of certificates and they're doing it. And I think technology one, we're going to stay with the buy. He's got price target well above where this is at the moment. 
and I got to stay with my analyst, so it's a buy. Okay. He's done, he's done, he's called it really really well, so right. comfortable with that one. So sound. What do you make of that, Mark? So oh, it makes it makes me want to you know want to switch to a buy really like I, it's one of, it's no, but, it, but it's it's no. one of those companies where I, I, I just be, I'm hearing the words coming out of Dodsey's mouth yeah. so I've got to stick with the analysts. Oh, but yeah. I think he actually agrees with you. The trader the trader in me the trader in me thinks trim yeah. because it's expensive, yeah. but at all time highs, five yeah. year highs. It, yeah, um, it. Okay. absolutely. Yeah, right, particularly with my broader view on the market. I, yes. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay, but. You know, this is one of those stocks, I think we talked about um, CSL last mm. week. Um, everyone's gone to cash. Everyone looks really cautious at the moment. So if a market does dump, doesn't mean you go into new stocks. You just top up your really good ones yeah. and take advantage of it. When yeah. CSL gets back down to 260, 270, which it yep. does every yep. year, yep. Just top up a bit more. You don't need to be Einstein and wait for it to go yeah, up. Yeah. I, I think the next time CSL goes through those recent highs, it, it goes through to record highs. I think. Right. Right. Yeah, I went through the uh, uh, report with a fine tooth comb because we it's a fairly big holding for us and everything right. everything was fantastic yeah. and they're great communicators so, too. Yeah. So like you you know what's going on, but. That blood plasma business, particularly, they've expanded capacity by thirty odd percent, and that's going to, you know, it's in a recession where you in, in the states where you can go and get some cash to, you know, like yeah. to, to donate well, blood. I think that's going to go now, so yeah. getting above three hundred. So and they've invested in obesity and aging, like yeah. two okay. more reliable products there's never been. Let, let's uh, recap the uh, the final five stocks. Minres a hold from both uh, the uh, Vanguard ETF. Um, I think, Dorsey, you said a buy for, for yeah. small investors, yeah, you, but you yeah. prefer the beta shares ASX 200. It's cheaper That is cheaper. Um, and definitely Mark agrees with that. He'd go with the beta shares um, A200 as well and use it as dollar cost averaging for small investors who want to get into the market and build a portfolio. Be patient, stay there for the for the next five years and you'll do well. Goodman, I hold from both. Aristocrat, no ESG filter on any of the decisions here. Buy from both. Uh, technology one, take profits from Mark Gunner because it's at a five-year high. Uh, Adam Dawes, analyst, thinks it's going to shoot the, the lights out, so I buy at these levels. All right, gents, thank you for that. Have a great weekend. It's yeah. been a fun hour. Yeah, really indeed. appreciate it. Thank you for bringing that chart in. I love that sort of stuff. No worries. Um, that's it uh, for today. If you've got any stocks, you want me to put to our expert panels, put them in, in an email, uh, the call at ausbiz.com.au or tweet us using the at TV handle. The Pulse is next. Don't go away. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.